Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from November the 2nd of 1991. That's right, Halloween Havoc is in the rearview mirror. And before I throw it to Doc and ask how he's doing, I want to give a special shout out to our big time patron contributors monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Weiss, and good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month and basically being the sponsors of this show. Your support's appreciated. Doc, uh, we are waiting on the uh, superstar, a.k.a. Hardbody Hopper, to join us. How are you tonight? Well, we really, we really, I'm great because I'm still in the afterglow of how awesome we, uh, of the job we did on Halloween Havoc. Interesting show. And, uh, you know, if you're a patron, you heard that. We had some interesting takes on that whole card and that pay-per-view. So, uh, you know, be a patron or be a freeload or whatever. I, I think you make a good point, though, about that pay-per-view. We could have mailed it in and just come in and did what everybody thought we were going to do, but maybe we did that and maybe we didn't. Well, I mean, teaser. Here's a spoiler. Not even a spoiler, just a teaser. Our opinion on the Chamber of Horrors was very in-depth and I think interesting because we crapped we went on like what needed to be. Minutes on it. Yeah, well, right. It was the first. It was the first like quarter of the show, basically. Um, but we crapped on what needed to be crapped on, but we gave it some credit where credit was due, which is just. The more I think about it, it's just one of the greatest anomalies ever. Just how they had that much talent in that match <laughs> and found a way to just mess it up by uh, electrocuting a man. But has, ta- has Harper texted us back yet? Oh, hell no. All right. Brad, um, Brad, I, I can't tonight. Oh, okay. Right. When were you going to tell us? I forgot. <laughs> well, I don't give So... I need to give a shout out to some new patrons. Jam Holly, I sent you an email about your Pro Wrestling Tees gift card. Email me if you did not get it, Jam. And Ben R, new patron as well. Thank you for joining. And Jam, he became a BTT Ric Flair Hall of Fame patron. So thank you very much. And then lastly, Doc, we haven't gotten a five-star review in quite some time. Or maybe the algorithms just aren't updating. But I want to give everybody a reminder out there. You want a shout out on this show? You want us to say, hey, man, you are you are great and you are helping us out. Post a five star review. And once it shows up, 
it will be read on air by Doc or myself, and we'll shout you out by name. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. As far as being a patron, you heard us talking about Halloween Havoc earlier. The only way to listen to that is by going to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That is tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Not only is Halloween Havoc 91 up there, but all of our WCW pay-per-views that we've done since the beginning are there, with the exceptions of Starcade, because those are on the free feed. And we have, uh, we're up to, what, 15 or 16 um Clash of the Champions now are also on Patreon. Got another one uh, coming up, bro. Yep, and that's what I was getting to in order to listen to our uh, upcoming Clash special. That will also be um, on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash BTT. What is that, number 17 that's coming up? I forget the... Uh, sometimes I get lost on, on whatever number we're on, but uh, we it's are the next making some one. Waves. That's all I know. It's, no, it certainly is the next one. I'm not trying to disagree with you there. It's definitely the next one. I just couldn't figure out what exact number it was, but uh, you know how it is. We we look forward to definitely doing that and posting that on Patreon. And, of course, the plan would be for Harper to be there. Now, Doctor, we need to talk about the next couple weeks because – uh, we were hoping Harper could make it tonight because we don't know if he's going to, well, we know for sure he's not going to be with us next week and the week after. Uh, do you want to yeah, talk about that? or? Well, and so we're doing that because, um, first of all, youth soccer's in the way. And that's, I, that's just the way it's going to have to be for the next, I don't know, six, seven, eight years um, for the show. But um, we want Harper to be here for the clash. We think it's always important for him to put on the the suit jacket with the ripped sleeves and join us in the booth to do the big shows. So in order to kind of gerrymander the schedule, make it all work, uh, Mike and I are going to handle duty for the next couple of shows. We're going to knock those out starting, get this, 7 a.m. this Friday. All right, we're going to have our working boots on early. Maybe I'll just keep drinking and stay up all night so that I hit the show ready to go. You know what I mean? No, Hopper used to do that when he would work overnight. Remember that? Yeah, he'd, that's no way to live. Sh- he'd be snoring. <laughs> he he swore him down. He didn't fall asleep on one of them Smoky Mountain shows, but he sounded like I he was snoring. I guarantee he to me. did. Yeah, yeah. It was either that or getting a toothy toothy BJ Come uh, on. at one point in time. Uh, he sounded like Kevin now, Sullivan getting serviced. Hey, 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 hey! Allegedly. Now I have a question for you. Oh, okay, I thought we were about to get into the Saturday night. We are, but this is a quick question. I, you, you and I haven't had a chance to to be buddies lately. Um, we're, the shoot job's been busy. You've been in foul mood. Just I've we haven't recorded. You're always in a foul mood. Now, no, I'm not. This show's going to come out the first week of April. We're recording this the last week of March. Have you, the menace, put on your wrestling tights? Gone out in the yard and and run a lawnmower across it yet? No, but it's getting there. It sure is, and I know there's nothing you hate more because you're so cheap as to mow your own yard. Now it's not it's not a hundred degrees yet though. No, but, but you know the you know the problem with the first time you mow, right? What's that? It just keeps growing back, dude. It's just a never ending. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it starts in. It's about to start in April, and it doesn't end until November, September, October. Well, I don't say September, but yeah, it's it's late October. Not looking forward to it, man. 
it is it is seven months of hell (laughs) nothing will make you question your life more than it's 107 degrees and you're slogging behind some lawnmower mowing grass you don't give a shit about (laughs) just so you don't and you're so cheap that you can't you won't pay somebody to do it but you also don't want to let it grow too much and get that code violation from the city either well yeah man it's just it's it's I don't know, bro. I feel like I'm an able-bodied human being, and why well, pay somebody to do something I can do? Well, you know, um, I've been paying for a few years now, but now Latrell's getting old enough, and he needs to learn some responsibility. So, about another year or two, he's going to get the job. See, here's here's the thing. I I don't want. Well, one, he's working now, so I don't want him doing it. I actually, people don't think I'm crazy. To me, it's also a form of exercise. Like, I, I actually look at it and go, this is work and it's hard work. It's a form of exercise to me. So as much as I complain and curse the whole time I'm doing it, I'm like, all right, that was a nice hour and a half workout today. Um, got that out the way. Thank God. And it's work, bro, because, you know, as hot as it is, there is no <laughs> But you don't see fat people cutting lawns in our neck of the woods. Well, what happened, no. bro? And the other thing <laughs> is, I mean, I don't think if if you live up where I came from just a couple weeks ago with New York, they don't understand the summer heat. Like you could just sit out on your back porch during the afternoon and get your heart up, heart rate up, just sitting there because it's so hot. Now you start moving around and like pushing a lawnmower and shit. That's a workout, man. It's a hell of a workout. Well, that's so, something no, that you have to look forward to is hearing your wonderful stories about clipping your your grass. No, I'll just complain. Oh, did God, you have, did you have a yard when you were a kid growing up in Gentilly? Mm, nah, we didn't have much of a and there was no I have to show you a picture one day at the front. It's this little strip of grass in front you just of the go sidewalk. Out there and stomp on it a little bit and call it done. Bro, you could. It was so little of grass, you could cut it with a freaking, you know, the 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 weed trimmer. There you go. If you really wanted to, but yeah, nah. Okay. Didn't have much. Didn't have much. But all right, Doc. Uh, how about we get started? Uh, I I, I texted Hopper. Who maybe knows, you want to follow up, and you know, he, maybe he's got his tongue up some girls. Come on, man. Mind. All right, let's get started. We are talking November 2nd, 1991, Saturday night on TBS. And um, so real quick, this week's Mm. episode of Saturday Night was taped October the 21st of 1991. We're going to get to this in a second, Doc. Just hold on. I know why you're itching right now. And we are at center stage. So, um, again, this is the 21st. So this would have been before Halloween Havoc. More on that shortly. The notes from our friends at the history of WWE.com state that all attendees received a WCW gift pack. Now, I have no clue what was in the gift pack, though, mm. but I just found that interesting. And again, this was taped prior to Halloween Havoc, You, um, which leads me to believe JR taped his commentary after the fact, but we'll get to that shortly. Uh, the copy that we have does not have the opening of the show on it. We go straight to the ring with Arachnaman versus Doug Summers, who's... Name is spelled Summers like the weather, like mm. the uh, season, Summers. 
Yes, Arachnaman. Arachnaman versus Doug Summers. Doc, well, we knew this was coming. Your thoughts on Arachnaman first. <laughs> we, we, we just like pissing on Brad, don't we? This is not us, but but WCW. Let's take the oldest boy from the from the great Armstrong family wrestling tradition and just see how much we can fuck around with him. And oh by the way, you know, he's he's a decent looking kid with a great build and let's put him in full body stuff. And make him a Dollar Tree Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, so Brad's doing pin me, pay me. Just want so to say at that. The, at the clash, Doug Summers and Van Hammer had a five star Matt classic. <laughs> Reverse five stars, but sure. It, yeah, negative 50 stars. <laughs> now, it was that, quite, that might be worth becoming a patron just to, just to hear us talk we about did that garbage. Say that it was the worst match we had ever reviewed on this show. Dude, it was bad. Think about the territory that takes in. Now. It was bad. So my first note here is either that either Summers has sobered up from the clash or Arachnaman or Brad Armstrong is considerably more skilled than Van Hammer. Yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with Summers. It was Van Hammer. Okay. Um, and yes, Brad is a goddamn skilled professional and so is Doug Summers. So they're having just a nice little TV match here with no problem except for the fact that we got Brad Armstrong dressed as Arachnaman. Well, I'm in, sorry, Spider-Man knockoff. In his in, in his last role, he didn't necessarily look like Brad Armstrong. To me now, he looks like Brad. He's wrestling like more like Brad Armstrong. Oh, you, you can see it. Spider. Yeah, you you can I I it's kind of one of those things where if you did that Russian where, lick sweep for the finish, it'd be a clear giveaway. Well, and it's kind of one of those things too where we we already know. It's like you already know, but you can't unsee he, it. Yeah, you can't unsee it. Um, he definitely is moving more like Brad at times. You can you can like really tell. Oh, okay, that's Brad. That was a I clever mean, just, finish for a spider like gimmick. I I gotta give Brad credit here. I mean, he seems to like be putting. He's he's putting mm. his whole soul into this nonsense. Off his hands. Yeah, he's shooting ropes out of his hands. That 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 just kills me. But like like Brad's Brad's doing his job. Like he he's pinned me, pay me in here. I had a discussion with um longtime patron of the show Ben Martin about this because I couldn't quite remember. Like I, I remembered the Arachnaman story, but I was like, okay, what's the backstory? And that's what I couldn't remember. And so Ben and I were talking, and we believe, just based on things that we've heard over the years, that it was a herd and dusty idea. They didn't really like him as Bad Street, which really makes sense. I mean, I don't think any of us liked him as Bad Street. It just the Freebirds with a masked man named Bad Street. It just didn't click. Like nothing connected with the fans at all there. Um. And they, they being WCW, was in negotiating with with was in negotiations with Marvel to do a WCW comic book gimmick, which ironically ends up not coming out until after Heard resigns. And this is 
well after he resigned because we think this didn't happen until late, like fall of 92. Um, so they, they WCW had pitched this Spider-Man franchise um, to Marvel. And the idea at first was there was going to be an evil Spider-Man imposter for the comics, but that Brad as Arachnaman would be a good guy on TV so that they could market it to the kids. Well, Marvel like balked at this idea but heard went ahead and made the costume anyway probably just assuming ah you know they won't have anything you know they won't say anything um and brad went along with it and then from what we remembered about this marvel threatened to sue and brad armstrong then ends up returning to tv as brad like early next year so this doesn't last long um but brad's just doing pay me pay me so you know what, what can you do at this point right Anyway, well, I don't know if you have heard the, all uh, that, but wanted to bring it up. I really wish I had the timestamp. I'm mad at myself for not writing this down. But at the end of that match, Jr. said, <laughs> and, and you, you know, you mentioned that we think he did his commentary after, you know, in post. Yeah, um, but JR he definitely says, did. Arachnaman will be debuting in the next few weeks. Yeah. What the fuck what the fuck was that he just did? As he's watching his match, right? right. So so the reason I mentioned that JR is doing this like post Halloween Havoc is because he's mentioning things that happened at Havoc, which Halloween Havoc doesn't happen for another few days after this. So it's definitely something he's doing after the fact. Just, just based on, just based on that right. alone is what I'm right, saying. Right. All right. So, any other thoughts on Arachnaman? Like, I, I, this is, to me, it's like I hate watching it because it's like God, they just shit all over this dude, and he's talented. Like Brad Armstrong was never gonna be the world champion in this, you know. He wasn't going to be Ric Flair level star, but God damn it. If I'm like starting a promotion, Brad Armstrong is one of the 10 guys I'm calling. See, here's the thing. Instead of zinc and Pillman, I would have put Armstrong with Pillman so that he could Pillman could have learned from Brad. I, I, I got nothing. I, yeah, I, I would just say, sure. <laughs> it's, or maybe, both baby maybe put him with this fellow so that, you know, you know. Well, the thing, you know, like I in during Austin's days of doing his podcast, he would talk about Brad Armstrong in the back. He was like, oh, my God, the dude had personality, you know, oozing out of his ears when he's in the back with the boys joking and having fun. But he would get in front of the crowd. And from a showman standpoint, he didn't have that same personality once the camera was on. Um, and Never and thought th- he was that bad. I didn't think I never thought he was that bad either, but I think like Brad Armstrong to me is the textbook example of a guy that they shit on so much that they could have given him the best gimmick under the sun. Like in 93, 94, even once, you know, the nitro years and I'm talking about the, the, the 96 too, where things just take off. They giving him so much crap. It's like, bro, you know, shit on this dude all these times. Like, now we're we supposed to take it serious. 
And I actually thought he was entertaining as one of the No Limit soldiers. I know. You, he, you give that way too much of a pass because of <laughs> who was involved. I don't give it a pass, but that shit was funny, man. I can't wait to get to that nonsense. Oh, boy. But anyway, I, I just think, like, I feel so bad for Brad because it just wasn't. It's, this wasn't on him, man. This is just. Uh, arachnaman. A oh, fuck. Arachnaman, Doc. Mm-hmm. All right. So we just watched the match with Bill Ford and Elegante. Do you know how bad I was watching for or wanting for Bill Ford, Scrap Iron Bill Ford to win that match? I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I was begging for it. Wrong guy won, man. <laughs> I got Bill the Ford's same out there. Bill Ford's out there looking like a poor man's Dutch man tail with that body hair, bro. Oh, yeah. He's got a nice coat on his back, don't he? Wrong guy won, bro. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, any other thoughts on this? I I, I, I want to say I fast-forwarded through it, but I didn't because it was so short. But I have nothing that I want to talk about I need this nonsense. I want Bill Ford to get a little push and be like a – he looks like a killer Tim Brooks kind of sort. It's the beard. He does kind of look like killer Tim. Although killer Tim – he little bit more flashier with the colors than Killer Tim. Not that he's flashy, but the blue and the red boot. Like Killer Tim was a little bit more dull. I feel like Killer Tim wore long tights too. Sometimes he'd have to single it on though. Okay. I told you about the the lady I used to know in the business that uh she swore up and down she was Killer Tim's, you know, main squeeze and I was like, You just want a mini. <laughs> She was a nice lady, so I feel bad saying that, but, you know, what do you do? She was a nice lady. Are you saying that he couldn't couldn't get himself a nice lady? No, I'm just saying she was a really nice person. She was older, but she was a nice person, and I'm like, you're not the only one. He don't even live here. You ain't the only (laughs) one in this town. (laughs) You just don't go west of Main Street, so you don't know. I felt bad for this lady too because her son committed suicide. It was just, yeah, man, just she had been and through a lot. That's what shit. she had to. I mean, she had to hold on to then. Yeah, keeping the show moving. Uh, Tony Schiavone goes through the top ten. Uh, no surprises there for the most part. Um, Bill Kazmaier's number ten and Z-Man's number seven. I don't know how Z-Man is number seven because they love squashing him on pay per views and big shows, but. Yeah. I was my first note was like it was I wonder who's gonna squash Zinc at the next big event. <laughs> right. Because who did he who squashed him? Um Vader got him. Yeah, no, the last one. He oh, that was the, the Halloween the Phantom. Phantom, that's right. The <laughs> Halloween Phantom squashed him. So Z Man is ranked number seven right now in the top ten. He just got squashed under a minute at a pay-per-view. Now, let me tell you, the people ranked under him are Cactus, Abdullah, and Kazmaier. Now, I don't like Kazmaier, but Cactus and Abdullah, after Z-Man's been squashed at two pay-per-views in the last year, a little over a year, does not need to be. He is number seven. They're just throwing shit up against a wall. But now Z-Man is taking on Tony Mella, and 
I just I can't with Z Man, dude. He just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, but you know what my next note is? What's that? Crowd was behind him, Mike. Bruh, that don't make it right all like I'm I, contradicting myself I and I realize that. I completely understand, but if you've got an idiot like Herd running things and they hear a crowd behind somebody, that's all they need to strap the rocket to them, no matter what else they've done to damage the character. Dude. They fed this dude to Vader at a pay-per-view. Vader squashed him. They fed him to the Halloween Phantom who squashed him in less than a minute. Mm. Less than a minute. And now we put him in a match on Saturday night to go over on this Tony Mello who's just a, you know, enhancement talent. My point is, yeah, you're ranking him number seven in the top ten, and he just got squashed on a major pay per view. I don't have a make it make sense because those ratings are built to a do uh oh somebody's trying to Uh-oh. call us, Mike. Oh, so hold on because it's not letting me merge it. He's trying to butt in. Yeah, it's not letting me merge it. Um. Let me let me let me conference him in. He doesn't know how to text, does he? <laughs> he would Bruh. just text and say, "Okay." It's like it's like he's never done this before. Thank you. It's like he's never done it before. <laughs> Where comes the text? <laughs> I'm on. There he is. Hey, Fred. hey, what's up, man? What's up, man? I was too busy celebrating. Celebrating what? Watching the University of North Texas Mean Green, a.k.a. the Denton Destroyers, make it to an NCAA championship game. NIT finals, motherfuckers. You saw that? No, I was at soccer practice, but I saw no. that it happened. Yeah. Well, I'm, we're glad right. that you could join us. That game ended 45 minutes ago. <laughs> well, I've been I've been celebrating. Okay, eating ass. Okay. Yeah, I'm semi I'm semi tough. Yes, aren't we all? Yeah, you got a rolling rock or what you got going on over there tonight? No, I'm just sitting no. here with the dog. Oh, okay. Well, that's waiting for the Pelicans fun. to fucking come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, sounds great. We're all, we all have a bad time with the NBA right now. Well, we are 18 minutes, um, not even 18 minutes. We are more than 18 minutes into this show. We're 18 minutes into the, what is this, the WCW portion of it. So we'll keep going. And Harper watched it this week. Maybe not. But uh, after, no. After commercials, we go to Eric Bischoff in the new WCW Magazine segment. Um, And Eric is basically promoting Clash 17 that's coming up, which we're going to do in a couple of weeks here. Uh, Bischoff does say there's been some conflict with Luger and Steiner. So now on November 19th at the next clash, Luger will defend his title against Rick Steiner. Plus Sting will take on Rick Rude. The problem is they're showing this before they showed (laughs) the Phantom Unmasking himself and identifying himself as Rick Rude. Jesus Christ. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Are they? They haven't shown. Havoc's already happened. 
No, no, no. I get that. Havoc's happened. My point is, we didn't get the fucking pay-per-view tonight. It aired. A lot of people didn't. So I'm saying for the Saturday night audience, like, you just saw Rick Rude and you're like, wait, who? Rick Rude? That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I'm saying it would have been nice if they would have had this segment after the fact. Like, if they'd have showed, like, a clip, maybe a still shot of Rude showing who he was at the Clash. And then we find out, oh, Luger and Sting for the world title? And, I'm sorry, uh, Luger and Steiner for the title? And then Sting versus Rude? Like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm saying they should have showed that first. Like, the replay of it. That's all I'm saying. Does that so make sense Gordon now? Sully, is Gordon Sully gone? Bro, I don't even remember. I just know that Paul Lee starts doing these um, segments now. Paul Lee? Not Paul Lee. Um, Paul Lee did him in the past. Um, Eric Bischoff. But we got a stacked card here. We got Pillman versus Johnny B. Bad. Austin versus News for the world title. Oh, look, in another Z-Man match. A Z-Man match. For a while, because I remember when we watched the uh, Halloween Havoc 91, I just let it roll, and 92 show uh, popped up, and he's in a tag team match with Shane Douglas and some other guy versus Arn Anderson, uh, Michael P.S. Hayes, and I forget, I, I forget who else, and it's in Philly. And you know how fucking Cornette says how they had the smart fans in Philly and they cheered for the uh, heels and booed the the baby faces? He wasn't bullshitting. That's exactly <laughs> what happens. Yeah. Every strike by Arn Anderson, it's like the Hogan. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. And they're booing the fuck out of Z-Man and Shane Douglas. Of course. Yeah. And some other guy that like looks like a Z-Man. I forget the guy's name. I didn't know who, who the hell he was. What's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> Always classy. All right. So let's continue with the WCW Magazine segment. Bischoff throws to a replay of Medusa roughing up Bambi. And then we're going to get a promo from Medusa. And here that is. Exactly what is your agenda? Why are you here? What is my agenda? Any intelligent woman would have a plan. My plan is to be the first lady of WCW. Which brings to my mind three in particular women. One is Miss Alexander York of the York Foundation. You know, the small one with the pudgy turned up nose, the computer type, (laughs) the one that gets lost in the crowd. (laughs) Yeah, that's her. And then there's Miss Blossom, the one that you see at every corner with a little red light. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And then, oh, and then, and then, there's the wannabes, Miss Hollywood, the, cos- the, the cosmetic repackaged Missy Hyatt. Yeah. yeah, that's right, Missy Hyatt. And that's, 
And not only is that message for the women, but it's for the men in WCW. And before I'm through, I'm going to kick some ass. All right. Well, she gets better over the years. I just want to put yeah. that out there. <laughs> uh, Medusa, we're going to need you to pee in this cup. We have a corporate drug policy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll save what I'm going to say for later about uh, Medusa. Because she says something about Lady Blossom here, but I want to talk something about that later. Um, now, they do show after that some clips of Havoc where we now see Rick Rude unmasking as the Phantom. I'm saying it would have been nice if they would have showed that before they showed Sting will take on Rick Rude at the Clash. That was that would my, make my, too my much point. sense, Michael. I know, I know. Why are you paying attention to details, you dumbass? That's an oxymoron, what you just said. Why do you pay attention to details, you dumbass? Whatever. Okay. Right. Um, and you can win a trip for Florida Star K ninety one in Norfolk, Virginia, Sunday, December twenty ninth. Just gotta write to this good sweepstakes where they're not you're not gonna win shit. They're just gonna take your name and address and they're gonna spam you to death. How's that sound? Thank Milk, you very much for it playing. It does a body good. Yeah, that's the contest. <laughs> Don't okay. ask. I didn't I didn't pay attention. But Harper you were a little late tonight, so we got to rewind it a second. I need your opinion on Dollar Tree uh, Spider-Man. It looks like a Ma. fucking Mardi Gras outfit, don't it? It, it does. Who the fuck? So what was his name? Arachnaman Arach- or something, huh? Arachnaman. You think they made this gimmick because of that movie that came out around this time? arachnophobia no the story is and i was saying this earlier to doc the story is they were working on like a deal with marvel at the time and the deal ends up not happening around this time heard or dusty we're not quite sure someone just says up screw it we'll we'll just do the gimmick let's put brad in the arachnoman gimmick eventually marvel says to them um no, you can't do this Spider-Man gimmick, even though you call him Arachnaman. So they take this the costume off of Brad, and within two months, he's going to be back to being Brad Armstrong. You know who he looks like? Fucking Mr. Peanut, bruh. Who? Mr. Peanut. That's on from the Nutter. fucking... From Nutter Butters? From the fucking Peanuts. The fucking Peanut guy that's got the top hat. <laughs> the Planters? Yeah, Planters. <laughs> That's the Mr. Peanut, right? Nothing about uh, that says spider. I see Mr. Peanut, bro. What about I don't the know. Ropes that, what about the ropes yeah. that were shooting out of his hand? Yeah, he shoots ropes. Kind of like you shoot your Dusty? ropes. Yeah, look, look, right here, right Hopper, there. in his entrance. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, well, pin me, pay me. Fuck it, bro, bro, it's gonna it's gonna get worse. He's gonna How like there. That was a mild rope shoot right there, bro. It's gonna be where it's like six cans of silly silly string coming out in each hand. It's, I want to see bad. him fight like a Doctor Octopus guy. No, that ain't gonna happen. No. <laughs> How many times it. during this era do you think Brad Armstrong called home to Bob and was like, "Dude, what should I do?" And he's like, "Are you Did getting paid?" Right. Exactly. 
you're getting paid, right? I mean, what else are you going to fucking do? That's what I love when these people bitch about all these fucking AEW wrestlers not happy. I was like, what the, what the fuck are you bitching about? You work two days a fucking week making six figures a fucking year. Hello? Who fucking does that? Nobody. The fuck are you bitching about? Sign me up, motherfucker. You could make me look like the biggest dipshit ever. Pin, fucking pay me. You'd go out there as Johnny B. Bad, wouldn't fucking you? Fucking right, bro. I'm right there with you. I'd be dancing like Teddy right next to you, too. Real, dude. You pay me <laughs> six figures a year to work maybe once, twice a week, if that. Right. And all I got to do is just stand in the back and just fucking bullshit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Got it catering. Right. Think about it, man. I mean, you pretty much ain't going to miss no Saints games. You'd be home on Sunday, right? Because they work on Wednesday. Unless there's a pay-per-view, and they do their pay-per-views on Saturday. Aren't they? Yeah, I think they have their pay-per-views on Saturday. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I do it. Harper, get that job for us, man. I'll walk out there with you. I'll do a little little, little dancing and singing. Michael Russell, Harper, you manage him, and then I'll manage you. Okay. Oh no! And then, and then uh, you could manage Mike Crockett, and we could say he's he's from the Crockett's trying to take back the company because y'all oh, have been nice. shitting all over it. Bro, I'm not taking bumps as no wrestler. I can tell you that right now. Oh come well, on! Well, that somebody's what about basic me? shit like a a body slam or a suplex. You Maybe. can still do that. Hey, you could do like yeah. Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. At that age. Hold on. This is the difference between. Being able to do it and wanting to do it. Then again, for six figures, two days a week, maybe so. Yeah, bro, just take basic shit up. Eye slam, suplex, you know, not nothing fucking spectacular. Bro, you can't do basic stuff no more, man. These damn crowds out there want you to murder yourself for their pleasure. And that don't work for me. All right, we'll keep moving. Johnny B. Bad versus Tommy Granger. Mike Graham joined Jim Ross on commentary here. The fans are dancing to Johnny B. Bad's music. They're enjoying themselves. Boy, he's kind of getting over his baby face, even though it hadn't happened yet officially. Lots of talk from JR and Graham about Pillman being the light heavyweight champion because he did that at the pay-per-view. Doc, your thoughts on anything here between these two? Whatever they're trying to do, Johnny B. Bad is not a light heavyweight. I don't give a shit. Second yeah. of all, can we get back to 28-15? We have dick dancing to watch. What's he like, 240, 250? He's 240 easy. He's 235 with ease. 28 what, Doc? Uh, 10, 15, somewhere in there. All right, it's, it's going to it. You know... Look, he shot his confetti out. I know you right. like that. You like stuff shooting yeah, yeah. in your face. Ropes and shooting cannons and he did a little dick dancing right there. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, just, he's just swiveled his hips a little. He's no Stanfield Lane dick dancing. Hey, we got Rick Rude in the promotion. Oh, yeah. Dude, Rick Rude. <laughs> Rick Rude. I was watching this clip of Rick Rude the other day. That dude takes the best atomic drops and sells them better than any human being who's ever wrestled. It's comical. The dick dick dancing is going to be out of control. It will be. 
All right. Get ready for all you fat sweat hogs. Be quiet, too. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts on... We get Mike Graham on color. Great. Yeah, that just bores the piss out of me, right? Anything I'm not going to say anything because you'll get mad. Well, you're going to make a Von Eric thing or Burger King thing joke. I mean, just because it's your go-to move. A suicide joke. You, you... <laughs> the worst thing you said about him was many years ago what? when he was making fun of Jeff Jarrett on that yeah, Jeff Jarrett's the rise and fall of WCW and you said if you're going to criticize Jeff Jarrett and his pea brain being a star and hitting people with guitars maybe you shouldn't chew on the end of a shotgun that was cruel who said that? Doc did you were there oh come on yeah Doc. grow up what an asshole Jeff Jarrett's still getting paid. And I would argue Jeff Jarrett in the last year to year in the house doing some of the best work of his career. Mike Graham's getting paid too. He's in the game. <laughs> you can't even get it out because you know. Uh, oh my God. Now you were dirty for that though, man. That's bullshit. Yeah. Um, Jeff Jarrett is still getting paid. He he's still getting paid. Okay. Isn't that crazy? So after the match, Bad calls out Graham on commentary. because Well, Graham's on commentary. Bad's in the ring. And this leads to Graham putting the figure four on Teddy Long. But Bad drops a big elbow on Graham, and then Pillman comes out to make the save. They're setting up this thing with Pillman and Graham and Bad. It's, it's like they're filling time. I don't know. I, I it, I'm not going to say it doesn't lead anywhere, but it's not really anything entertaining. Did you have any thoughts on this, Doc? You're picking on the manager, putting him in a figure four. You get what you get. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know what? I never looked at it that way. Teddy, Teddy, hold on. So he's, Graham, Graham sells the hell out of it. Graham's got Teddy in a figure four, which just seems really dumb to me. Because I mean, you, he's a manager. You ought to be able to hit him once and make him powder to the outside. And then it, he that. should earn, earn the right to hit the fucking manager. Why do you want to do this straight from the fucking beginning? But you look like a dumb idiot because you're laying there as a target because you got this skimpy manager in the freaking figure four. Like, you think the dude's just going to let you lay there with his manager in a figure four? No. That's removing a splinter with a shotgun is what that is. Yeah. So then Johnny drops a big elbow. Watch Teddy when he gets up selling a leg. I was dying laughing. <laughs> Look at him. It's so funny. He's hopping around like his leg's really broken. I just, it just didn't make sense. Like, why, why would you? I, look, if that's a finisher, great. In a one-on-one match, you can't put that move on a man's manager and think the dude is just going to stand there and watch you do it. Just idiocracy. Speaking of idiocracy, let's keep moving. Uh-oh. Well, okay, so, oh, God, an Alka-Salt's a commercial when you need fast relief. No, thank you. I don't, I don't need fast relief. The next match... Really is pissing me off now. This show starting. This show is wearing on me. <laughs> Van Hammer versus the legendary Rip Rogers. 
Hey, I'll ben, forever... hey, Van, we want you to go out there and see if you can cripple Riff Rogers in about two to three minutes. <laughs> I will forever be amazed that we can put over and build a guy up like Van Hammer, Norman, etc. But we can't do more with Rip Rogers. I don't want Rip Rogers to be the world champion, just so we're clear. But there are secondary titles that this man is eligible for. Now, I know people go, he's just an enhancement talent. No, he's talented. He knows what he's doing in the ring. And he's got to deal with a non-guitar playing Virginia Dip Slims shit. 120 smoking menthols clown. So, first of all, you see when he climbed up on the turnbuckle and slung that guitar around mm-hmm. his neck? Yes. They had to have secured that. They there had guys, to. There are guys that can do that, and I have seen do it in shows. One of them used to play guitar for a band called Jason and the Scorchers. He could do it. But I've seen a lot of guys try that move, and the guitar goes flying. And what you really don't need is that guitar flying out and braining one of those kids in the third row. Oh, yeah. You ain't going to get no argument from me there. But if we can't spell Doug Summers right, I'm worried that that guitar is not properly, properly secured to that strap. We're not gonna go anywhere. Come on, guys. Look, yeah, it'll be fine. Safe. I mean, he's only gonna do it once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, first of all, Rip deserves better. Yep. Dan Hammer's a fucking goof. Full stop. Look at <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. What is that? I don't know what he's doing. Come on. What the hell was that? Walk up with me. Come on. Dude, guys. I would love to ask Rip Rogers right now. Hey, because you know he don't give two shits what he says. Hey, Rip, what did you think about your match with Van Hammer in November of 91? Well, technically, Whoa. this was taped in October, if he remembered. My third you note know is what is Rip thinking here? Like, I've done I, a I, bunch I, of I sorry gotta... shit to make money in this business, but this is a new love. <laughs> He's pin me, pay me, though. Yeah. Of like, course he is, but he he knows that this isn't good for the overall state of the business. He don't. I think he's at the point where you, it's like you realize there's 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 nothing I can do to fucking change yeah. what the hell's happening. I could be some guy that that complains and goes home. I just sit here and just say, you know, what the fuck you gonna do? Fuck it, I'm gonna. Just fucking getting the ring of bump for this fucking dipshit. Boy, dipshit. Dipshit is the right term. Like, we're going to have heat if we ever run into this guy at our many appearances in the community. Yeah. Because he's (laughs) everything that's wrong with this business in 1990. The only reason I I, I actually kind of pause. Yeah, now he's he's hawking up the choke rip. The only reason I kind of pause sometimes is because... You know, in talking to Bobby, Bobby knew him. They were friends. They were, you know, they were both trained by the same person. It, it makes me pause because I'm like, dude, this dude is trained by Boris Malenko. Like, but I look at him in the ring in this. It's two things. One, he's not he's not a veteran at this point. He's just not good in the ring. Like, and that he's happens when you're new. Rookie. He's just starting. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
like I, you, I think we need to take a step back and understand that when we're talking about this, there's two things here that compound each other. And it's just like a double whammy on the dude. One, he ain't good in the ring. We saw that at the pay-per-view with that match with Summers. It was just a botch fest and bullshit. That's the first point. The second point is the gimmick is beyond stupid. Yes. So you have two compounding and issues he can't here. Do his finisher well. Watch. You got you got right with the slingshot. He starts off real close to the ropes, and I don't know. It just, dude, look what at this. Fuck, it just, look at that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> He dropped Rip on his stomach in with the slingshot. You're not supposed to drop the dude on their stomach. It's more right. It's on the legs. Dude, and look to the essential states. (laughs) It's just like that's the that's what I'm trying to say. He he just doesn't have the the experience. So he's out there in this damn outdated hair metal bullcrap gimmick, and we're gonna listen to this terrible promo. And he doesn't he doesn't know what he's doing. Like he's just too young. I mean, bro, you know how it is, Harper. Like, okay, the first time you worked, you were a ref. Bruh, how fast were things moving in there as you just stood there? Real fat real fucking fast, and I was scared as fuck. And I don't mean the wrestlers moving fast. I just mean Everything around you, including the fans, the wrestlers in the ring, you trying to remember what to do, everything moves a million miles a second when you first get in there in front of a live crowd. This dude ain't been in front of a live crowd that much. I know I was an outlaw mud show wrestler, but I'm here to tell you the first time, and it's more than the first time, it happens a lot. As you're getting started, you don't know what the pe- you don't. Austin used to say, "You don't know whether the shit or wine you watch, bro." That's the that's saying it lightly. You are sitting heard, there like I shit. Heard, uh, Peyton Manning say that he felt like his rookie year in the NFL. It, he'd come up to the line of scrimmage, and it was when he snapped, got the ball snapped. It was like when you watch TV on the first fast forward. I mean, that's probably a way to put it. I was able to then get my heart rate under control and slow down the visuals of what I was seeing. Everything got a lot easier, but he goes, it took a year for that to happen. Yeah. I'll take his word on it. I've never taken a snap from center in the NFL, but it sounds pretty damn accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like, bro, you got the, okay. Harper knows you back then okay you get the you get the you know what you're gonna do in the opening you know what you're gonna do to finish and you got a couple of things maybe playing out in the middle but you don't have it scripted out bruh you get out there and your heart rate goes up and them fans start yelling and you're just like holy shit there's a lot of people here i ain't talking about being in front of 10 people 20 people like i'm i'm just saying a couple hundred people you're like oh shit this is real and ain't no second takes well Again, I ain't have a body like this dude, but this dude gives off all the implications uh, as you watch him of someone who shit's moving fast and yet he's the main person in control in the ring and that's a disaster. And on top of it again, the gimmick is just 
I guess it's just pushing them, man, because they see, you know, look at this guy. He's a rock star. He's got the great physique. He's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they should have had him of... on fucking house shows for months first. Bruh. At least. Months. It Six months with, like, minimum. Real experienced wrestlers, not just the local dipshit. He's got a physique. That's the thing. Like, it's the gimmick is dumb. Let's hear him talk. Boy, yeah, let's hear him talk. Here it is. A tremendous victory here on TBS by heavy metal Van Hammer. And the fans here at center stage and around the world are seeing the cultivation of the most phenomenal young athlete that I've ever seen here in WCW. I know that you're Van Hammer Tour 91 about to kick off, and you got some things to say to the fans, not only here at center stage, but our great fans at home as Listen well. Listen to this, Hopper. Absolutely, Jim Ross. The Van Hammer Tour is coming to rock your city. And when Hammer comes in the ring, and you're down, and all my hammerheads get behind me and hammer that house. The hammer energy is going to fill the arena. And when it fills the arena, that energy is for Van Hammer, not my opponent. And it's going to suck the life right out of his lungs. And then he's mine. And it's going to be a lot of head banging going on. And it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Get the key word there. I want to tell you something. These fans here, as we have seen in the arenas, we have seen you in. Really giving you a tremendous reception. I like those green shirts, by the way. That was a neat-looking shirt you had there. Well, Jim Ross, I have a green Hammer Rock shirt just for you. And all my Hammerheads, big and small out there, when the Van Hammer Tour comes to your city, I know you'll be behind me hammering your head and getting some Hammer energy in the air. Okay. The Hammerheads, huh? He's like the ultimate warrior, except 10 times worse. Yeah. My note was he's the ultimate warrior for heavy metal hair metal crap. And I'm sorry. Continuing the theme from earlier, Mike, of calling it right down the middle. All of a sudden, Sting doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> uh oh. There's the Pac Man uh, ringtone. He's good. Lady Harper needs to know what time you're going to be done so you can come to the bar. No. Oh, never mind. Harper, what'd you, what'd you think about Van Hammer's promo there? I think he's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what were you going to say? He's like a warrior. The Hammerheads. Bruh, when he said hammerheads, I was like, oh, how did I not remember that stupidity? The fuck, he's probably sitting, like, in the back of the rental car, like, in the Ford Tempos. Like, oh, oh, oh. I, got a, I got a name for my fans. The and hammer. the guys, the other guys in the car as a rib were like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And they're like, but the bad thing is you don't have any fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were like, no, nah, you should go out there and do that. That sounds yeah, that great, dude. man. Yeah, bro. Bring your yeah, head. that sounds awesome, dude. Yeah, it's the Van Hammer World Tour live. Who said rock is dead? Van yeah, Hammer man, it's like you're a real band and shit. You should definitely do that. You know, Lakefront Arena with special guest warrant. He Where said, the down boys go? It's gonna be fantastic. Tactic, tastic, and sexcellent. Tickets Boy. available right. at Ticketmaster or Sound, Sound Warehouse. Warehouse. Yeah. Damn, y'all had and, those and too? 
Yeah, and your local Sam Goodies. I thought Sam, I thought Sound Warehouse was a local company. No, nah, no, nah, we had them here. Uh-oh. Well, Van Hammer was terrible. We go to commercial, we come back. Jim Ross throws us to Bambi versus Medusa from, I think they said Columbus, Georgia, in the Municipal Auditorium. Boy, uh, Medusa is kicking the shit out of Bambi right here. Just watch her turn this open and right she oh my god dude she keeps doing it too she's like laying them in bambi goes out the ring bro i was like did did bambi steal 10 bucks from medusa because boy like medusa is laying into this woman and it actually was entertaining from that point of view because these women were hitting the piss out of each other uh it doesn't go long um Doc, any thoughts on this? I know you don't like women's wrestling. Not really. Um, Bambi uh, was in Smoky Mountain briefly, wasn't she? Yeah, we um, talked. She was on the show that Crockett did with us, so we kind of talked about that, too. Um, Same hairdo. Did y'all talk about what kind of brand of oats she preferred to eat? No. What's that mean? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) That's so dirty. Dirty some bitch. <laughs> You're so filthy, man. That's fucked. That's messed up. All right. Well, as far as the match goes, uh, Bambi hits Medusa with a uh, bulldog, and Bambi thought she won, and she starts celebrating. But Medusa had her foot on the ropes and gets up and hits Bambi with a German suplex, and Medusa wins by pin. And uh, that's how that one ended. And, All right. Uh, nothing else from it, but. Medusa was kicking the piss out of her in the beginning of the match. I Why mean, not? just laying in. You can't say these women were not hitting it, just putting it on each other. All right, then Jim Ross throws us to Bobby Eaton from Mr. Hughes. This is also from Columbus, Georgia, I believe. And, boy, Eaton is, is uh, well, let me go to you first because they actually gave him a lot of time to work this match. Doc, what did you have from these two. My first note was this was slow. Oh yeah. And it's a weird matchup. I mean, it's like, what are we doing here? And then the the, the ending got into a whole bunch of crap and I didn't know why. All right. So you're exactly right. Eat it's a, it they worked the slow match. But Bobby Eaton, as they work to the finish, is throwing some haymakers and some big right hands and Hughes eventually bumps. Uh Bobby's going to hit Hughes with a back elbow and Hughes continues bumping. Then we get a backdrop uh, by Eaton. Eaton goes to the top, but Hughes catches him and hits him with what resembled a bit of a choke slam when he caught him. So Hughes actually pins Bobby Eaton clean. I don't think it mattered because I don't think anybody remembers this because of what's coming up with Bobby Eaton in the next few weeks. Like, normally I'd be like, man, why didn't he take that pin, you know? But I don't think it mattered. Any thoughts, Doc? Okay. What were you meaning by shenanigans at the end? I I didn't understand what you meant. I did this like two weeks ago. I don't know. Oh, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) His sunglasses stayed on. They sure did. I might have been half drunk when I watched this, too. Gotcha. So we go to commercial and come back, and we go to Oz versus Sting. Boy, we are still sticking with Oz. 
I cheated and I looked because I was trying to figure out when uh, his next gimmick comes. Man, we got um, we got about one, two, another two months, two and a half months before Oz's next gimmick. Anyway, remember uh, when they Sting, did fake Sting and in later in W NWO Sting? Yeah. Same concept here. Nash it looks was, like him. It was Cobra. Mary no, Nash Nash don't look the same. Like him. No, Nash Cobra? is too tall. No, I know, but similar. I mean, they're both wearing like day glow colors and like neon shit and blonde and. Yeah, I did. see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, we got two clumsy bastards in here. So we're the that's we're the future of the business. Come on, bro. They do look like fucking. Yeah, the same look and everything. It's because size. of the hair and the color. No, that's not wearing. it. They're both big white guys. Right. One of them's seven feet and the other one's like six three. And neither one of those guys is seven feet, so stop that right now. Okay, one of them's almost seven feet. Mm. Sting's probably every bit of six three though. Okay. You think he's six three? Uh six two, six three. I mean he's, he's not humongous, but I mean, nah, he's at 5'10". I know. I, when I was at that Oklahoma show that Sting was at, I was in the back and I was standing right next to him, and he's not like gigantic. Like he's, I mean, Doc, That's you might now, be. Though. How tall are you, Doc? I'm six two, for sure. He looked like he about your height, man. Okay, I don't doubt that. Now he was bigger, like more mass, but he wasn't like you know giant or nothing. All right, we'll keep moving. Uh, anything from this one, Doc? Hey, man, this is just awful. And it's we got two, so we got some sports entertainers in here. So what would you expect? <laughs> um, Sting, um, Sting hits a cross body off the top rope and wins by pin. So he didn't even use the Stinger Splash or the Scorpion Deathlock for this one, which was different. I guess not very predictable, call it. Didn't even need his finisher. One, two, three. Oz is dead. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So after that, we then go. Do you have? Do you? Did you want me to play the promo with um, Harley Race and Luger? My notes were. It didn't. It wasn't. There wasn't much to it. Yeah, it was very meat and potatoes. It's um. Man, I think Harley. Horrible. You mean the jacket? The jacket yes, the looks jacket. like it. Remember the the fucking Mentos commercial? Yes. Where the guy's in the black suit and he rolls on his he sits on the white fucking uh, <laughs> park bench that's like just yeah. been painted and he's like, oh my god, I got these stripes. And then he just fucking he just lays on it and like rolls back and forth for the and it's like a pinstripe suit. That's exactly what this looks like. But dude, that is every guy, old white guy. That was at church on Sunday mornings when you were a kid's jacket. <laughs> no lies detected there. It's meat and potatoes, though. Harley is great talking up Luger, and Luger is leaning into Steiner being, you know, too dumb to face him. And this is going to happen at the next clash, which is in uh, several weeks. So they're just starting to build this up between Luger and Steiner, and that's that. Um. Nothing else, Doc, before I keep moving? Uh, No, sir. No, sir. All right. So we get a match between the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Firebreaker Chip and Todd Champion versus Jim Boss and Greg Sawyer. Now, 
During the match, there is a pitcher-in-pitcher -pitcher promo, and I am going it's to that. play it. You're damn yes. right you are. All right, let's um, let me go back a little. Just listen from this point. Here it is. The team of the Young Pistols, surprisingly, has stepped to the front to challenge these two men, and here are what they had to say. We earlier. finally got a title match. So, Patriots, we're fixing to show you how the cow eats a cabbage because you're <laughs> looking at the next United States tag team champion. That's right, Sean, by every major promotion in the entire world. Well, the good old boys are not so good no more, and we're going to put a new meaning to the words Southern Hospitality. Well, I... Um, Tracy says, we're fixing to show you how the cow eats the cabbage. Bruh. <laughs> oh. That's a southernism if there ever was one. I never oh even heard God. I never even heard of that. Did he say that in Smokey? Because I don't remember I don't it. Remember I'm sure he one. did. I mean, it's Man. been a while, and it was 200 episodes ago. We know Harper was asleep for half those shows when he was on with us. Yeah. But um, I don't remember that one. I ain't going Duck, north. I ain't going east and west. I'm coming north and south. Duck on a Junebug was in there a lot. Ages on, eight to eighty, like blind. A duck on a Ages eight to eighty, blind, cripple, and crazy. <laughs> what promotion okay, Tracy. shunned them? You know, it's funny. They're from Wyoming, right? The Young Pistols. Did but you hear what Armstrong said? Again. No, no, no. Did you hear what Armstrong said? His exact words. The southern. We about to fitness. We fitness show you some southern hospitality. Oh, from straight from Wyoming. <laughs> right. Well, they're from Southern Wyoming. That's right. <laughs> the the South's gonna rise again. Yeah. I'll repeat. <laughs> Tracy's saying it. I ain't even been to Wyoming. I'm sure they're nice people. <laughs> <laughs> so great. All right, man. We go to commercial, we come back, and we come back for some six-man tag team action, and this is the this is how the show closes out. We got Dustin Rhodes, Barry Windham, and Michael Hayes versus the Enforcers and Steve Armstrong, Steve Austin, but Lady Blossom on the outside. Um, now remember, the Enforcers attacked Barry before Halloween Havoc, and Jim Ross, this is how you can tell he's taping this voiceover after Halloween Havoc, even though this match was before. Jim Ross speculates about how, uh, you know, they heard him and Wyndham is is keeping his wrist condition a secret. So that's kind of how they cover, well, how is Wyndham wrestling here when he was hurt at Havoc? He's um, he's keeping it a secret. His wrist is all taped up. That's how. So anyway, um, early on, Arn is bumping around like a son of a gun. I thought the crowd was either into this the whole time or they were pumping in crowd noise. So I felt like it was piped in a little bit. Doc, they started this only about seven minutes ago in TV time. What did you have from it? Bro, we got six Hall of Famers in there and Grandma Rhodes is in the crowd. Yes, sir. Can what I else? get 126 even? Yeah, let me get to it. Oh, Arn's going to slap Barry. You want sound? I don't know. Right. <laughs> on, Maybe sad. At... Maybe sad that Arn and Barry were fighting. I'm at 125.52, so here it is. Team action tomorrow as well. And we hope to hear no more about this Rick Steiner. Uh-oh. Lex Luger confrontation. 
he gave him a little love tap like David West gave Dirk that time in, in the playoffs. Oh. Years ago. That's that all that real, was. That was real classy. Yeah, yeah what a class act. I'm sure it was. I just I, I like to see Barry and Arn on the same team. Yeah, I don't like Although I've been this. doing some reading about what's coming. Larry and Arn aren't together for too much longer, are they? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like when I mean, we were talking were a about great tag team to only have been together for like six months. Yeah, for real. I mean, was it six months? I don't know, but what are we doing? I mean, they they're together, and then they don't split. It's just kind of what happens, like because they're on the same side. It's just they're not a tag team, but the tag team that aren't right, comes apart right, after him. Because it's a he with uh, Larry's in a this in a dangerous, dangerous alliance. alliance, isn't he? Right. So, so yeah, they're all they're all in a dangerous alliance. They're in the same faction. They just they're no longer tag teaming. Right. Arn becomes a team with Bobby. That's Boiler right. Alert. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's when he goes to uh, to shake uh, Arn's hand or something. And Arn pops him in the face in that smoking mm. when he first sees him. Remember that? Oh, the, yeah. How could we forget? He's under the sheet. That's right. what got the whole crowd going at first. They saw somebody under a sheet, white <laughs> sheet. They got They're all like, that's my uncle. Right. <laughs> He's always <laughs> under a sheet. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right, Doc. Any Anything else Do from you this? remember? Sick Do you man. remember the first time you watched Smokey, and that was fucking Arn Anderson under that sheet? Oh, it was incredible. Man, that was back in the day, Mike, when I would come in to work and be like, I stayed up too late watching Smokey Mount, but you won't even fucking believe what happened. And you're like, no, no way they were there. It's like, Holy I never hell. said that, but you were you were coming in like every other day watching four episodes and like, bro, I was up late. I couldn't turn it off. Oh, yeah, That's how you knew it was good because it was it was very episodic. Yes. Like you could you it, you couldn't wait to find out who it was when Kevin Sullivan was the mystery guy. Yeah, the master. And I kept waiting. Who's who is this motherfucker? And I stayed up till four in the fucking morning. I was like, <laughs> okay, they're gonna show it on this one. Fuck, they're not. The next one, fuck, they're not. And I was like, oh, it's Kevin fucking Sullivan. And how oh. many times did we have those surprises? And we had seen it, so we're like, Harper, this is going to pay off. <laughs> and it would right. pay off. It would always they, pay off. I mean, for the most part. To the they end. strung out that master thing for like three months. <laughs> they, they would not. <laughs> they took forever to say who that was. Or, or, or reveal who he was it was just great storytelling and that was just one angle that wasn't even you know all of them it just man well we had some good stuff in Smokey dude yeah no no Smokey. promotional no Can promotional I get a live up to that okay I thought we were about to do the end of it what, do you Barry's need sound? gonna hit a right hand okay oh we just saw this I just played it. Yeah, right there. Yeah, the slap. 
Yeah, that looks good. Now, you realize that also in this match, I was sitting there watching it going, you know, we've got Stone Cold Steve Austin and Doc Hendricks in this match. Yeah. Standing there with you, you say you thump your Bible and say your prayers. I got to look, but this What is that, might five, six the, years from this? It ain't long, yeah. It's five years. We're starting to get um, in the neighborhood. I remember the first I gotta, time I was seeing uh, Doc Kendricks. I'm like, wait, that's Michael P.S. Hayes. Yeah. Why they call him need, Doc Hendricks? <laughs> that shit was messed up. I was like, that's this is dumb. Why are they doing that? Yeah. Um. So real quick, the... Hot tag to Hayes, and Hayes is on fire. All six guys end up in the ring. Hayes hits Austin with a DDT. He's got Austin pinned, but the ref is distracted. Blossom gives Austin some brass knucks. Austin hits Hayes, and it looks like the heel is going to win, but Garvin grabs the knucks on the outside after Austin threw them back to Blossom. Garvin throws the knucks into Dustin. Dustin nails Austin. Dustin puts Hayes on top of a knocked-out Austin, and Barry, Dustin, and Hayes win, and we go off air. The only other thing I was going to say I got to look, but this might be Lady Blossom's last appearance on Saturday night. Where's she going? Well, the Dangerous Alliance is about to form. So So we're not going to get gonna... to see her Blossoms? No. No, she goes back to nursing school. No, she doesn't. Um, she nurses people. Actually, I don't blossoms. actually I don't know. But I think this it might not be, but anyway, uh, something I realized recently, I was listening to another shoot interview of hers. Apparently, she's pregnant at Halloween Havoc. Gross. So, <laughs> she, she was going to be, she was going to be taken, she was not going to be able to continue doing the Lady Blossom thing pregnant. The other thing that I had from this shoot interview, apparently, they did a Dusty was interested in doing a a angle with her with Austin and bringing in Chris Adams and Tony uh, Adams and doing a gimmick with the four of them. Austin, though, this is prior to this time period right here in November. This is earlier uh, with Austin. Austin, though said nah bro that's not gonna work for me brother because he still had bad blood with chris adams because when chris booked him chris booked him in a show in dallas back when around austin was first starting austin at the same time had a booking tell me if you this is you've never heard this before harper i know you have that's what i'm saying austin also had a booking with someone else in dallas that chris you know i guess didn't get along with Chris calls Austin and says, well, you need to make my show, you know? So yeah. he puts the guilt trip on Austin. Cause you know, Austin Adams trained him and Austin's like, all right, Chris, well, look, I'll do your show, but you got to pay me the same as this guy's going to pay me. You know, that's only fair. I, I committed right. to him first, but I'll decommit and I'll work for you, but you got to pay me the same. Well, Austin works a show for Chris Chris pays him 40 bucks instead of the hundred bucks that he was supposed to get for that show. You got to remember there's a time period where Austin is 
still peeling raw potatoes and eating them because he ain't got no money. And basically Austin was like, dude, I fucking let another booking go to come work for you out of loyalty. And this is how you treat me. Adams rips into Steve Austin. Who the hell you think you're talking to? You know, you're nobody, blah, 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 blah. Austin holds that grudge against him forever. Like doesn't want anything to do with him. So in 92, 91, um, Dusty has that idea and wants to do the thing with with Austin and Lady Blossom and Tony Adams and Chris Adams. Austin's like, I ain't interested. No, no, thank you. Austin held that grudge forever because even in 96, um, they they were still living in Atlanta. I think they hadn't moved to they being Austin and and Lady Blossom. They hadn't moved back to Texas yet in 96. Adams calls Austin, uh, Jeannie Clark, which is Lady Blossom, answers the phone and wants to make up. And he's like, hey, you know, can, can me and Steve Shrinely squash this? Steve Hogan finger waves. I don't have nothing to say to this dude. Bruh, he burned that bridge. And let me tell you something. People think Austin was an asshole for that. I'm here to tell you I'm on Austin's side for that. You had me when I needed money decommit from one dude to come work for you and you pay me 40 instead of 100 that 60 dollars difference during that point in my life made a world of difference so nope sorry chris adams yeah fuck him is that how you feel too hopper knowing that yeah well see it's but fuck you know how it is all problems you know we have a a big show and but, but like if you're a dick about it like who the fuck you think you are no bro done and then boo ray got involved who she talked about that on the she talked about that in this shoot interview too about because she you know boo ray and chris adams were were good friends the dude who shot chris adams his name was boo ray his nickname was yeah but if your best buddy's name is boo ray there's at least a 34 percent chance he he's gonna shoot you or you're gonna shoot him at some point Boo well, Ray. Boo so Ray. the the story for and I'm sure people have heard it before. The story is in a quick nutshell. The dude was terrified of his life. And one thing about Chris Adams, he could fight like he wasn't just some schlub. And Boo Ray really thought Adams was about to kill him. So I believe Bure claimed self-defense when he shot him. And, and and I think think Lady Blossom Jeannie Clark, I think she had talked to Bure about the incident and I mean, she didn't say she didn't believe him or not, but she was like, you know, I I can only take him for what he's worth and saying he's, you know, if I knew the guy and if he's saying his life was in danger, I, I kind of believe him. And Adams was really like, I mean, you, you watched the documentary doc. I believe he, he was down on his luck at that point because he was basically unhirable. Like WCW was bringing him in for those shots, but he was mostly an enhancement talent. Yeah, I'm but, that. but let's be real. Chris Adams was a freaking star. Like yeah, he was a megastar. In WCW, I was like, "That's 
that's gentleman Chris Adams. Why is he just, you know, putting over fucking roadblock on fucking worldwide? He was taking the money that that he was taking the only money that he could make, like real money at that point. Yeah. And the thing was, like, he the way she was talking about on his like shoot interview, he burned a lot of money. Like he he you know. It probably went he up went through a nose. lot. Nah, she said Chris didn't have a drug problem, according to her. Mm. She it said was, he didn't have a drug problem. He was but just a you, drinker. Not just that being a drinker, but you know, you can you can blow money living a lavish lifestyle and not do drugs. Yeah, I, mean, I know, bro. That's you true. know, I mean, there's a lot of athletes who blow money on frivolous things, cars, and just wasteful spending, women. Yeah, like they go through. So, like, I be, I could believe that now. Now, again, Gino Hernandez, different story altogether. Obviously, I mean, that's been documented what his problem was, but no, she was saying like. She was like, Chris didn't have a, a drug problem. Now, now she's speaking of the world-class years, obviously. We're not talking later on. We're talking during the world-class years. That's according to her. But, like, he blew through so much money, and he was just broke. By the time, he, like, unfortunately, by the time he died, man, he, he was broke, dude. He didn't, I mean, he didn't have much. Which, which I mean, it's a, it's a cautionary tale of, Save your money when you're making it. Like, don't blow it on stuff that doesn't matter. And uh, far too many people do that. But she's she's done some interesting like shoot interviews, and I've I've talked to people who've read her book, and they're like, man, it, her book is excellent. Like that, she had a book that came out probably four or five years ago. I can't remember how long, maybe six now. But she's her book is like really really good. Um, you know, just her relationship with Austin and all the stuff she went through there. And, um, you know, how she ends up off TV and all that good stuff. But anyway, I just started bringing it up because I, I think this if this isn't her last appearance, it's it's coming up. It's it's soon. Let me let me say that. Um, Hey, we got to rate this thing. Hand out some Rolexes before we do so. Become a patron. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It's a great way to support the show and get extra content. We got the next clash coming up in a couple of weeks. Plus, again, Halloween Havoc is in the rearview mirror, and you can check that out on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Plus, you get all the video versions of the shows, the ECW shows with Mike Pru and JV, the NWA Power shows with Spark and Half Pint, um, the Transformer, Sparks, that is, and a little fella Half Pint. All of that and much more on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. I haven't mentioned this much, but all of the Tales from the Territory shows that Doc and I did uh, towards the end of last year, 10 episodes were up. We did one every single Friday. We basically had a new Tales from the Territories up. So all of those are still there for you to review and enjoy. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Basically over 400 Patreon exclusive shows are there. Doc, hey, there was it's just, that time. Just, you know, well, just you, know, you mentioned Half Pint. Um, there was a, a shooting at an elementary school this week. Is he okay? Come on. That's not Do you think he hit under his desk? No, but I'll tell you a joke that um, one of our pa- one of our listeners posted in the Facebook group Uh-oh. that he was at a midget wrestling show. Come on! So I, so <laughs> yes, I, I replied. So is half pint jerking the curtain? Come on! I can wrestle. Okay. I can how report hard, on how, it. Hard, how hard can it be? This fool <laughs> said. This fool said he'd be a giant there, and I replied and said. Being one inch taller, 
than the actual little fellas doesn't make you a giant. That's nice. Yeah, boy. He's like four foot eleven, man. I mean, what do you want him to do? No, he's not. How tall is he? You've seen him in person. Yeah, he he wears a hat with the press thing in it. You know. Okay, how tall? How? But how tall is he? Oh God, he's a short little fella. (laughs) You see, (laughs) he wears a suit, (laughs) and he looks like in fucking big when uh when a kid. When Tom Hanks turns back into a, a little boy, and he's wearing a suit, and it's too big for him, and, and he waves at the woman, that's what it looks like. But it's half pint. Mm. <laughs> he's a dirty bastard. Oh. Oh, that's boy. fucked All right. up. Yeah, I like half you, pint. Yeah, he's a good fella, man. Uh, it's my dude, man. He's cool. I like his he's got hat. a sense of humor. I don't know. Tennessee Titans hat. That's like I like anybody who's who's ballsy enough with his little midget balls to pick his own team to win the Super Bowl every time we do football picks. (laughs) (laughs) I got Tennessee Titans sooner or later, right? I I know you guys are gonna give me shit about this, but here we go. I'm gonna (laughs) pick my Titans. He kills me. He sends me stuff on Twitter. Oh, bro, thoughts and prayers, bro. You signed David Carr. Hey, bro, you might want to slow your roll. You about to start Malik Willis this this next year, okay? <laughs> thoughts and prayers go out to you, pal. All right. Anyway, yeah, that's that's my that's that's my boy though, man. He's 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 a funny little fella. Yeah. Emphasis on little fella. All right, Doc. Oh, go ahead, Hopper. Go ahead. Nothing. All right, Hopper. I'm sorry, Doc. Uh, what are you gonna rate this thing? Oof. Yeah, oof is right. Come on. <laughs> Fan hammer. The hammer heads. The hammer heads. Yeah, that's a C plus. Yeah, I kinda go with the same thing. I might even go C. Nothing really happened. I mean you're it's this was taped before the pay per view, so you're not really gonna get anything here like substantial. You're in. Um, you're in no man's land. You're. It's like wrestling purgatory. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm with you. I, I'd go with C plus. What, what about you, Hopper? I'll give it an A because I just kind of joined in late. <laughs> it's perfect. You, you asshole. All right. Uh, this is the tough part. Who gets the role? Who gets? I'm this sorry. Is the easy two, part. Two award. Why is it easy? Who gets the two two award? Tracy Smothers, dude. We're gonna show you how the oh. cow eats the cabbage. Boy, I think you're on to something there. Um, He's gotten show-ending awards for one line before. This is no different. Yeah, because there's really nothing else in this episode. Unless you give, give a to. Survivor Award to Rip Rogers. but Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Tracy for the 2-2. What about you, Hopper? I'm giving mine a Van Hammer. I don't oh, know. Jesus. I can't. <sighs> I mean, you you can give the reverse toot toot. I mean that that is something. Because Van Hammer was terrible. I mean, I I give you credit there. That was horrendous, dude. I'll give it to Medusa for kicking that chick in the face. But did, she <laughs> did. She she just blasted her. She gave God. zero fucks. And dude, she, she really did, did once again and again. Right. Yeah, she kept doing it. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna miss you this time. I promise. 
<laughs> Bro, that shit was rough, dude. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, before we get out of here, she, real quick. I bet they went to the back of Medusa, like, man, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to get you like that. And he was like, <laughs> I mean, she kicked it. She kicked her like it was right like not once teeth. or twice. It was like five or six times. She just kept on going for it. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, let me get you again. Let me get you again. Yeah, for real. Yeah. All right, before we get out of here, Hard Body Hopper is still doing his life advice and relationship advice. What is beeping on me? What the hell was that? What? I don't hear anything. Okay. I don't know why Skype just beeped. Anyway, Hopper's doing his life advice, relationship advice, cutting promos. Basically, his version of those uh, cameos. All you got to do is email him, chrishopper 16 wildcat with a K at gmail.com. That's chrishopper 16 wildcat with a K at gmail.com to get your very own Hopper shout out. You want him to cut a promo on somebody you, you know, somebody you hate, you can do that as well. And then PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. If you missed any of that, uh, hit rewind and listen to it again. It's also in the show description of the episode. Anything else before we get out of here, Doc, and ride off into the sunset? Pal. Not a damn thing. Let's go home. Yeah. All right. This was not a uh, good episode of Saturday night, but um. But we were still always, good, so that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's what I was getting at. We uh, turned it into uh, chicken salad. So there's that. All right, Doc. I'm sorry, Hopper. Do us a favor. Hit the tagline. Let's roll. Fuck it, biatch. <laughs> <laughs>